Previously on Board Shenanigans. Hey everybody, as always, I am joined by the venerable Reverend Brewer. And I'm here with Cody James. You're in for a very special episode of Board Shenanigans. Hey! I'm Majorius. Internet, shut us down. That's right, we officially are too dirty for the internets. Maybe they had like a running count of dick jokes. 253,149, oh, that's too many. One of my current dreams is just like fuck somebody in a church i think that'd be awesome it's a big middle finger to like everything of, of my childhood past if you like board shenanigans that means you're attractive yes except for you know the married people of us and then they're only um encouraging your but i don't know cody do you want to save this for you you know if you listen to the podcast cody will give you a a, a gentle pat on the head like a father figure the only podcast where Cody Jeans will be your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be your father. <laughs> you heard it here first. We have the RCCR and now we have the LGBT to the official meal of board shenanigans. So yeah, so I was on this Germany trip <laughs> uh, doing musical stuff with my university and teaching children about jazz. And... So we go to this McDonald's, okay? So we're eating McDonald's. It tastes like fucking McDonald's. You know what fucking McDonald's tastes like? That's what it tastes like. <laughs> it's McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's is the fucking same everywhere. What was some of the coolest shit you did while you were over there? Okay, so do you want the most fucked up story first? Well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> in the backyard of the seven of the walk-up 7-Eleven is this little shack, and it looks kind of like a clubhouse. Our professor, American professor, asked the German kids, he's like looking at angry-looking signs, thinks about it, is like, well, that, what it would basically mean is, what are you looking at? <laughs> 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 the walls are nothing but pictures of porno, like hardcore porn. When we first got here i thought these guys might be might be trouble and the and the german kid he kind of like nods his head toward the wall and it's a giant poster of hitler (laughs) (laughs) it has like these scary giant red letters all over it they say well basically says we miss you hitler we wish you were still here first off before i finish the story can i take a brief bathroom break so amsterdam (laughs) um we got there and it was fu- it was raining like almost all day, so only got like it really put a damper on my weed. Yes, I didn't get like any I didn't get any good pictures, but <clears throat> but it's just like I mean it's what it's dark. The buildings are tall. Um, there's a lot of red lights and windows. I don't know what that's about. But yeah, like a couple of the guy a, a couple of the guys in the band are like fucking super potheads, and the first thing they did when they get there is try to go find weed, and that's I just didn't want to because I feel like I mean there's so many places there that look so shady that it's like I didn't want to go to a place like that not not knowing where to go you know what i mean like i didn't want to be stumbling around like hey guys you know where i can find some drugs (laughs) and then that's probably (laughs) next next thing you know you're in a you're in the fucking that hostel movie or something yeah because i know that i know that a lot of the hookers are controlled by like the russian like russian mob groups and different things like that and i don't know it's just you know it's like man i don't want to do i don't want to end up some shady ass place well, I don't know. My interpretation it from it from movies and like like Pulp Fiction, there is uh just like bars but with weed. Yeah, they're called coffee shops, and they don't sell oh, they don't sell coffee, coffee there. Coffee shops, eh? With- but it's not like it's a fucking secret. I mean, you can just walk down the street. You'll pass. A, I mean, there's head shops everywhere that just sell like uh, head. It's just, <laughs> All the head you too. can get. You walk in. Like a head shop there, it doesn't have anything to do with marijuana. There's head shops there that just sell, you know, paraphernalia. Oh, I thought they sold blowjobs. Pipes. <laughs> and then, then you're just walking down the street. I mean, it, you'll just smell it. I mean, smell blowjobs? <laughs> no. 
Uh, <laughs> Are you sure? You're just you'll just smell the weed as you're walking down. It could be a person that's just been like smoking a shit ton, or it could be you're walking place and like, oh, they must have weed in there. And they but, put mayonnaise, mayonnaise on everything there, right? Yes, but they also put in Germany. They put mayonnaise on everything too. In Germany, they put even in a McDonald's, now, not in, Miracle Whip, because we know that's controlled yeah. by the devil. In a McDonald's in Germany, they put they give you mayonnaise, and you have to ask for ketchup if you want it. But I also have I had like a fucking. Uh, at this this it's at this castle basically there was a stand that was selling you know junk food and we got you know another reason why like my ho- you know this is a detour but still because my host kid is just he's just a fucking cool kid he was like hey man do you want some blah 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 and it's it sounds like he says fruit but it's basically fruitas or f- what fruitas I don't know but it, it basically it's fries but it's like palmas fruitas which means potato you're like no fried. no I want some of them freedom fries I don't want your French <laughs> yeah. fries. I, and I was and I was like, oh, and he, and he showed me what they were. Fine, I was like, oh, that's like we would call that French fries, but I know they're not fucking French. It's just. But he's, he's like, do you want some? And I was like, well, I mean, I could I could eat, I guess. He's like, well, and he just kind of like looks at me. He's like, well, basically, I want some, and I know if if you say some, and if you say that you want some, I know that my mom will buy us both some. <laughs> and I was like, well, that sounds like a hell of a deal. So yeah, sure, I'll take some fries. <laughs> Anyway, and like but, fries are like a main course there. It was just it, it's like fair food or something. It was just oh, like the stand that that sold. Oh, it. so it's like fu- it's like the funnel cake there. Yeah, so it's like this big fucking plate piled high with big thick fries and oh, like like what we'd call like a western style fry. Like yeah, and steakhouse. And he got me like the special kind. So it had so it's piled high with fries and half of it is covered in mayonnaise. The other half is covered in ketchup. And then there's fried onions just dumped over the whole thing. And it was it like, was like fucking. Onion no, just like pieces of like sautéed fucking onions. Oh, it was awesome. Now, do they have tater tots there? I I don't think so. But I'm not going to Germany then. <laughs> so I don't think they have tots. But back to Amsterdam. <laughs> um, so one thing about Amsterdam, I mean, Amsterdam is such a big fucking city, and there's so much stuff going on. You can walk like a block and and hear people speaking four different languages because Amsterdam is in the Netherlands, so they speak Dutch, and Dutch sounds like German, but it's different. And so so that was a trip because, for one thing, it gets frustrating in Germany. Even though most of them would speak English, they still spoke German to each other. So it would be frustrating to be, like, in a group of a bunch of fucking German teenagers and be the only American, and they all, they're all, like, talking and joking to each other in German, and you're just kind of like, eh, what are you talking you're, about? You're just going to sit there and feel superior because <laughs> even though they think they're the the master race you know that you are and it's just <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, it's just a different thing i mean it's it's exhausting because it's like your brain is sitting there trying to figure out what they're saying and it can't so it's just it just frustrates you at this like emotional you, you just level try to remembering glorious bastards to the best of your ability <laughs> <laughs> something like that to be doing that for to deal with that for two weeks and go to another country and be like and then your brain is like telling you this sounds like the same stuff you've been hearing for two weeks but i know it's not because it sounds a little bit different so then that was like another sort of like brain overload so you're hearing so in the so in amsterdam you're hearing german you're hearing dutch dutch you're hearing french you're hearing english and probably some other shit too but and you're hearing that all the time you're just walking down the street and all these people are speaking all these different languages and it's just it's just a diff it's a it's a really it was really disorienting but 
it was really cool at the same time just to be like, man, I'm in the middle of all these different kinds of people. and But different kinds of people than you find when you're in the middle of a, diff- a whole bunch of different kind of people when you're here in America. When you yeah. walk down the street and you see this Asian guy and a Mexican yeah. guy and a, and a black guy. And a... So that was cool. Um, now, now I, I guess I almost forgot to ask you this. So when you were in McDonald's there, could you get a beer there? Like like Vincent said? and I didn't. You can get it because you can, but not every McDonald's sells it for whatever reason. So, huh. so that's true then. It's on all beer is listed on all of their menus, but if it doesn't have a price next to it, so it's kind of like it's kind of like when they sell the fancy coffees here at the McDonald's. It's like you know at yeah. participating locations only. Exactly. So beer beer at participating locations is basically <laughs> the thing there. So coffee. So you're saying that in Germany and Amsterdam, beer is like fancy coffee. Well, in, in yeah, in Germany, yeah, in Amsterdam, it's probably. Not like fancy coffee. It's probably even Could you more get fancy common. coffee? You couldn't get coffee there. I bet it was just like tea and stuff, right? No, in Germany, in Germany they drink coffee and they don't don't drink. Oh, well, that's great. So yeah, you'd, you'd like it. <laughs> oh, that's good. Amsterdam, they're probably more coffee. So, so I mean, did, was it wanted. like strudels and all that shit? Like every morning, is it was like instead of going and getting donuts, did you go get strudels and pastries and that kind of shit, or is that just another stereotype? Um, my host family, you know, they, like I said, they ate a lot of bread. So, so if I, I think I said that, maybe I didn't say it on recording. I don't know. So breakfast was like, you know, again, the Guinness of bread, like really dark, hearty, uh, bread rolls that they'd slice open and then put meat and cheese on. And that's, that's breakfast. Which sounds awesome to me. And, but they they never had, if they had something sweet, it would be, it would, it looked like a giant croissant with chocolate on top of it. Huh. So, so like the was like yeah. the concept of like an omelet or like biscuits and gravy like way foreign to them. That's like what the fuck is that? Did you cook them anything like American? <laughs> yeah, actually, that, that's a good one. No, see, that's the thing. Did you like make them toast? They or? were yeah. They did make they made me toast, and and I got the impression that they don't normally eat it a lot. But um. Here's the thing. They, they kept asking me, like, what do you, like, what do you drink in the morning? I was like, well, sometimes I drink tea. And they just kind of get this funny look. It was like, oh, like, well, like, well, they, you know, they, it's sweet and cold. It's like, right? they drink tea and, like, in, in Britain, they drink tea in the morning, but here in Germany, we drink coffee. And, I mean, and, they, and you they, told them that you were just weird, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, because I, yeah, because... I don't want them to think that I'm weird. They made me tea, but then a later day, I was like, I'll, I'll just have some coffee. They're like, well, you can have tea if you want it. And I was like, well, no, I just, like, I I just want coffee today. And they're like, oh, I thought you drank tea. I was like, well, I do. Sometimes. So... They, like, here's the thing. I mean, this is the thing I just noticed the most. Like, the biggest difference culturally between Germany and America is that Americans always reward, like, individualistic behavior. And obviously, they're still, obviously they're still fitting in. Obviously, there's still a status quo, all that bullshit, just like everywhere. But in America, just think about it. Like, to fit in, you have to be loudest, fast, and first. Right. You know, like, that's the American yeah. way, you know. It's the way it should be. The yeah. American way is look at me, look at what I can do, you know. But... <laughs> to do with being a podcaster right here does it in germany they don't reward that at all like if they like bragging is like the worst thing you could do in germany they like that's like one of the most offensive things you could do is brag well about i think yourself. putting on a black shirt and you know and marching down the streets probably the worst thing you can do <laughs> but so culturally like they're all about fitting in and they're more about group efforts like and i shit you not like two different times at concerts at the end when they started clapping at the end of our concert, they would, they, you know, it started off like normal clapping. But as the clapping, as the applause slowly progressed, they all got in sync with each other. 
There's nothing more frightening than like an auditor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god! It's like you like it's no joke. Like seriously, just sitting there, a room full of like 200 people, and it's just all clap, 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 clap. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> We're not in America anymore. They can all keep the beat. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I was thinking, so, like, the, the asshole thing that me and you like to do when we're at, like, you know, music things where, like, me and you try to, like, see which one of us will clap last. Like, that's something that would be considered, like, worthy to be sent off to the gulag for? Where they put us in the gulag? Yeah, probably. But, so anyway, what was, what was it? Anyway. Oh, so, yeah, so they generally, like, they kept asking me, like, like I, I finally figured out what they were trying to ask me is, like, what do Americans eat for breakfast? And so I finally was trying to explain to them, it's like... Whatever the, you feel like? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I said. I was like, the thing about Americans is we don't get up and eat something because that's what Americans do. Like, what Americans really do is they get up and they do whatever they feel like doing. Like... Yeah, today I had donuts, but, you know, yesterday I had... A bowl of cereal. Exactly. Like that was such a foreign concept to them that it took me days to explain. So trying it. to explain to them, like, like, like last Sunday morning when I didn't have to get up and, and work or anything. Like, my, like I made my wife tamales for breakfast. That's like a crazy concept. Yeah. What if you like exactly. had breakfast food for dinner? Like, I mean, that's something that I do all yeah. the time. Like, I'm gonna like make toast and bacon and like pancakes and like hash browns for like at like you know 8 p.m. Yeah. That what, might be, but the thing, if... Do they do that there? I mean, well, I mean, I guess theirs is, like, sandwiches. It well, like. I don't know, but the... I would say no, but the thing is, foods that you might think of as breakfast food is what they might commonly think of. Like, if they're gonna... So, like, they'd have pancakes for dinner and not think it's breakfast? They, they would probably more likely eat eggs for lunch or dinner than for breakfast. No, but but probably not scrambled or anything like that, or... Yeah, Like, it'd be, like, a boiled egg or something, or... They would hard-boil eggs for the morning sometimes. Well, that's weird. Oh, see, that's not and that if they, like, if they ate them for lunch or dinner they would just uh just fry them you know yeah. just pan cooked anyway so yeah so that was that was like the biggest difference of, of mindset is just that breakfast is completely different not though. just food but that's just life in general like they didn't get that like, if like it's very routine yeah and it's not it's it's it all has to do with tradition like they like, yeah like like how we joke around about the concept if it happens twice it's tradition they really mean that yeah exactly like there's there's much more of a there's a much, a much deeper understanding of like a meaningful thing for tradition there that huh. that would be just as foreign to us as our concept of i just go i just get up and do whatever the fuck i feel like doing <laughs> like that's truly foreign to them because Honestly, there is like, I could not think once I finally figured out what they were asking, not just food, but I couldn't think of a single thing that it's like, I do this because it's what Americans do, you know? Yeah, I mean, huh. Because it all just depends on like, well, I mean, that's what you do as American, and... I guess, is like you do what you, yeah, you, exactly. do what like, you want. That's the, what Americans the, do. The, Amer the American tradition is individualism, you know? Yeah, listen up, rest of the world. <laughs> you think you, you think you being yourself is right? <laughs> You're wrong. You should be yourself, but different than everybody. I, I found that very interesting because because I think that is in some I think that is something to be proud of in a sense because that's that's where pretty much the spirit of innovation comes from is that well I don't care if it's tradition I'm just going to do what I think is right you know well I mean that's yeah, that's I mean, the concept that they I mean, just but don't I get. think part of that probably stems from maybe that is part of the part of the mentality of being a new a new country I mean because realistically we're teenagers yeah. far as a country because that 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 concept and I know you said it and I understand it exists but that's crazy to me to think 
I can walk down the street and see something that's 500 years old that man invented, not something yeah. that's a piece of nature. That blows my mind because there is nothing, and especially the way our culture is where everything's new and shit. But you can go to a museum and even things at the founding of our country are 300 years old at best. So that that's that's pretty yeah. that's pretty insane. Huh. Yeah. So that's I like, think. Are you saying that there are buildings there older than some creationists think the world is? Not that I saw, but I'm sure those buildings. Just exist. go with it because we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make fun of creationists. Yes. <laughs> Actually, that's a good, that's a question. I what is like what is like that scene like? Oh there? man. Like, what, what is like the that's so like the religious it's and like so fucking it's stuff. so fucking cool and it's so fucking different. Like in Germany, there it's. It's like there is no separation of church and state. As in, like, it... As in, there's no... religious tradition is very much still tied in to daily life, and especially daily politics. But, religious belief is not. Okay, um, kind of like how, like, everyone here in America celebrates Christmas, but not because it's a religious event? Kind of like that? In a way, but even, but even more so. It's just... In high in high school, they're equivalent of I don't know what it's called because I didn't want to go through that kind of stuff. I just I was just like yeah, you're, high school. I was just yeah. like you're schooling that you go through before you go to a university, <laughs> and I was like yeah, I call that high school where I'm from. Anyway, so um so yeah, so I was and they're equivalent to high school. They all take a religious class. It's a class on religion. It's required and. Like their like their particular brand of religion or like world well, religion it or most, what? It mostly has to do with Christianity, and from what I gathered, it mostly just has to do with historical things and the history of what Christianity has meant to their region throughout history. I I I would kind of hope they learn about some other religions too, but I think it's mostly a like. Like, like the glory days of the Holy Roman Empire kind of stuff? Kind of stuff, but they, I mean, they have to learn about the Bible somewhat. They have to learn about religious tradition and so, belief in So they school. learn, basically they learn about religion as how it ties into their culture, not necessarily how it would tie into their spiritual, spirituality, kind of like that? Yeah, kind of like that. It's, 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 yeah. it's like every German high school is a Catholic high school. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah, uh, I mean, except, it's like, yeah, I took a world religions class in college, but, yeah, yeah part of my, because I used to be a philosophy major. So they, so they all tell. have to learn about religion, but that, but I think that actually makes them less religious as far as actual beliefs. I mean, obviously they, they are less religious as far as actual beliefs, but yeah. I mean, I think it's partially just because of the fact that they have to learn about it and they have to learn about it intellectually. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't ask this question without knowing some stuff about it in the first place, because from, from all my knowledge is, is, you know, as far as like religious belief, it's all known there, but doesn't, you know, as far as like the quote unquote American fundamentalism of, of like, you know, oh, we have to be kind to all these religions and stuff. And, yeah. you know, that that's not a thing there, you know, as far as they're like, oh, religion, you know, it's this thing and it's it, they, they treat it more like history from what I understand. Yeah, I think so. Where, but from what I understand, they also believe in more pseudoscience than we do. They well, might. I, I don't know about Germany particularly, but yeah. from what I hear is in you know, Europe in general. Well, which yeah. Which is heavier, which my knowledge on this is heavier in Britain because that's just what I know. They are very, on that note, they are very anti-GMO food products. Yeah, I know everything there says it, like, it's required in Europe to have, like, say, this is a GMO product. In Germany, a lot of them are banned. But they also... But I mean, but it's also a culture thing, cult cultural thing. They have so well, much like, better yeah. access 
to natural naturally and locally grown foods than we do you know so it's like if, if you can if you can pick up naturally grown vegetables on in a market on the way home from work like why would you need so that's all i'm saying i still don't agree with it but i'm just saying you're not gonna find a snickers sense. bar there is what you're saying pretty much <laughs> actually that's a, that's a question like actually that's one thing i've heard about europe in general gum sucks like the gum in europe sucks did you have you I experienced never, with never gum? saw gum yeah because I, I hear that gum there the chocolate was great I, I hear chocolate's better in europe but i hear their gum like gets all gritty in your mouth and like after a few minutes like apparently hmm. gum is a very american concept of like it's food you put in your mouth and you spit out when the flavor's gone <laughs> yeah that does sound very american yeah i don't know so i i don't know how familiar you really got with the i guess the the host the host dad or whatever but as he i don't know what he did as a as a vocation or whatever but what what was his what was his world like does he have that is that nine to five you get off you come home at five is it that more like what we consider or is it or is it how kind of the world has shifted to now where you don't necessarily have those set hours and it's like a workaholic like america's kind of becoming or what what is that whole dynamic yeah so um so here's the thing so yeah i mean the host dad was su- the the dad you know the father of my host family he was super cool and he was he was really talkative he was pretty good with german so he he liked to talk to me all the time like he was he was he was just a cool guy uh, so yeah, so I did talk about a lot of that kind of stuff, and he was um, he was basically a he worked for a bank and like an interna- an international bank, and most most of what he did was behind the scenes, like most of it was like organizing accounts and all that kind of shit. But sometimes he would have to deal with customers, but it was usually customers that had very specific needs. And like for one one time, he came down, I was like, "Hey man, how's work?" And um, I didn't say it that that way, but you know, <laughs> I didn't say "Hey man," but. <laughs> I asked, <laughs> you know, I asked him how work was one day, and we were talking, and he was like, oh, man, like, today was a rough day. He's like, well, what happened? And he's like, well, like, like these Japanese guys came in. I, I might, I might since, since I'm, like, being more casual now, I should be, so these Japanese motherfuckers <laughs> come in. <laughs> And uh, anyway, so they they wanted they they without even announcing beforehand, they wanted to exchange like fifty thousand yen or something, which is still only like a few thousand dollars, but still yeah, that's so that was like more money than they could transfer without like prior notice and all this stuff. They were saying so so these Japanese people are there, they're speaking in broken English to him, and he's <laughs> speaking in his like almost broken German English to them, and so they spent like the whole day just like trying back and forth to talk to each other in English and figure out this thing and they still never got it resolved <laughs> so but that was funny but anyway so basically yeah the thing is and, and again like i try to preface this all by saying like i was staying in a small village which is like right, small yeah, town yeah, germany yeah, not that. big city germany but where they were it was like as far as family life it was like stepping into 1950s america super quiet literally quiet town like because i like you could I, see the stars there which... yeah if you wanted to yeah if you don't want to look at the sky if you want to go outside yeah and you uh, can almost see the nazi moon base on the moon but yeah it's like he uh so yeah really traditional family like he he gets up in the morning he goes to work all day comes home at like because he has to commute so he comes home at like closer to 7 p.m the wife stays home all day and just like you know just takes care of the house she cooks like all the meals were like home, like fancy home cooked meals by the wife. I'm like, man, like my mom hasn't even cooked a meal that big in like years, and like that's just what she does every day is like cook meals and like do laundry and clean and stuff. And but she she also like she did she had like some small the the wife she had 
some small job on the side that she did. And I think it might have even been volunteering or something. They never really talked about it much. But most of the time, she was just at home doing wifey stuff. <laughs> so, just and yeah, general and, rifle. And all the dad would do is, like, he'd go and work all day. So that was... So I thought I found that really interesting. It was like a really like as far as socially, like it was a really conservative way to live. And and, and was was that kind so, of yeah. the average, or was the two income home like that exists over here? Is that is that not really? I mean, from what you saw in your in your experiences, well, from what I saw, and from what you know, when at the workshop, the the people that were, the Germans who were running it, some of them were more like college age people, and so I would talk to them a lot because they were cool and and just talk about like because a lot of them. Had had been to america on their own and so we would talk we would talk with the, with those older german kids a lot more about cultural differences but but i asked them about that i was saying one of the things i was surprised about is how is how should you know it's like to to me like i told him like to me that a lot of the plate things that i've seen especially like family life seems like america was years ago and and the kid was and the german kid was like oh yeah like it's it's surprisingly conservative and i was like yeah that's I was like well there you go that's like the perfect word for all these things i was just trying to describe but that's what he said he says that it's that um socially it's take it's taken a long time for germany to like to get to the same place that america is in some of those ways so like well what's something that germany frowns upon that america is like okay with like i mean are they examples like gay people or or, here's the thing or gay marriage is illegal there and probably might always be like no one there is pushing for gay marriage to be legal but i think the reason is because everyone there is cool with gayness like so like the, like the gay people themselves don't care if they have the ability to marry is what you're exactly saying? like because it's it's not it's not a big deal and i think and you know i'm sure that tr- more traditional people probably i'm sure you could find some people that have something against gay people like the nazis for right. <laughs> example well, yeah, yeah. obviously but most people they just like that wasn't an issue it wasn't anything anybody talked about it's like there's People are just people. But but that's the thing. I feel like their marriage is seen as more of a religious institution. So, and, like, and there's less... a lot of people that are, like, quote-unquote, like, just living together, like, civil, civilly married? I think there probably, in larger cities and with younger people, yeah. I think there probably is. But in, but in the older population marriage is respected and just for itself as a cultural phenomenon and divorce is i think less common and more frowned upon there so so it's kind of yeah so it's kind of like like you're married because you're religious not because like if you're well, not religious you just live together not necessarily religious matter? but but again like i said just a tradition thing like oh. the tradition of marriage is important to them and i think that amongst more more socially liberal people like even homosexuals i think marriage is probably less common of a thing because i just don't i just they think don't they care. don't care and and i don't think there are i don't think there are as many benefits legally oh is that like america has yeah i don't i got gotcha. you there's I, not like a tax benefit or uh, yeah or i mean there probably property. is i just don't think there's as big of a difference yeah it goes back to like what you were saying about like the like they're the not separation of church and state like the yeah where we see marriage is this weird conundrum between the two of like well it's this 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 church thing but it's also like this governmental thing yeah and we and there's this hard like there's like almost like but yeah they i think they see as yeah. it more of a traditional and religious institution that even if you're not religious you might do just because you want to do it yeah and um because for example like and this is something this is not something i learned while i was there but i read beforehand but like if you're there everyone every german is taxed to pay for the catholic church yeah okay if you live there unless you clearly state that like you can officially declare to not 
yourself to not be a Christian, and then you won't have to pay taxes to the church anymore. And a lot of people do that, even if they consider themselves a Christian, just so that they don't have to pay extra tax. And um, that's the, even the people that would consider themselves in belief Christians, like, none of them go to church regularly. Like, none of, none of them. So yeah, so like I was talking to the, the host kid later, and he was asking, I think he was asking me what I thought of his family. I was like, you know, I, and at first I told him that in America, what's strange about this place is you wouldn't find a town with only 10,000 people in it that had such nice houses and such nice urban centers. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't find a tiny place in the middle of nowhere that had people with nice things like that. Not usually. Like that <laughs> would be, un- Hamptons, that yeah. would be uncommon. Or something weird so, like that, yeah. Yeah, but but this is a totally different. Like this yeah. isn't like a cloistered like area for rich people. It's just a t- small town. So anyway, so I told him that like yeah, like what what like I would assume that your family is what I would call in America probably upper middle class. You know, like they have nice things, but you know, but they're not. Yeah, and he was saying like yeah, he was like we have the same like we basically call classes the same here. He's like you know my it's like my parents are what some people would say just a little bit rich. So yeah, so there's that. But that like when we just went like we went to a public viewing of a soccer match the one between usa and germany and so there's like a thousand people there and it's easy to tell the people who are not like the upper middle class (laughs) basically because they look more like americans (laughs) but (laughs) but um you know it's like obviously okay that guy with like the the dirty boots and the dirty jeans and 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 pounding five beers like he's probably not the brightest You know, he's probably not, like, the star of his school or anything, you know, I don't well, know. Well, that guy's definitely an electrician like, right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw, there's, there's, you know, there was bums in, in the slight, where I saw the soccer game, there was a bum there. And what they asked for, they don't ask for your change, they ask for your bottles. Because if you have plastic bottles, because everyone drink like, again, like, they don't have water fountains. Everyone drinks shit out of, you know, they drink their carbonated mineral water and their carbonated apple water juice blend out of these liter bottles that they carry around with them. Some people, they're, they'll carry a two liter, like, around with them just to drink. And anyway... But this bum, he was just asking us for his plastic bottles because if they recycle those, they get a decent size of change back, like a decent, like more than the five cents we get here. Yeah, they get like a euro, to, euro or two sometimes. So. Huh. Yeah, because that was one thing. Like I remember hearing a lot about like just Europe in general. Like there's no water fountains. Like and like if you ask for water there, you're gonna get sparkling water. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least what we would call sparkling water. Apparently, they call it water. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know why. I mean, it tastes to me. I, I just like, don't like, like the taste. In man. Europe, you're dehydrated. But <laughs> it's so you can't drink that fast. You just can't. So. So yeah, that's one thing we got going for us here in America. We're hydrated properly. <laughs> so anyway, so there's obviously a class divide there, and in in this small town where there were there was even some. Like this alcohol that I brought with me, Ling Lingmeyer or whatever, it's it's only made in that town, and the the people who own that company live in that town, and, and that's the thing. Things are like all out in the open. So the kid is like, you know, we're just walking around this village. He's like, oh yeah, this is a really big house. Like these people own the Langmeyer company, and that's why they're super rich and they own this big house. <laughs> yeah, like this specific alcohol you can only buy within a certain radius of this town. Like you can't even buy it in other places of Germany. So you would have yeah. to was like, travel where, where there. Samuel to Adams get it. says they're like two percent of the market, but you can buy it in any city you're in. Yeah, they literally mean it's there. Yeah, they don't they don't ship it to anywhere except like the local pub. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But I guess it sucks if you move from the city you're yeah. in and you like it stuff. Which this stuff is pretty good. It's kind of like I, I would describe it kind of like a, a a whiskey kind of taste. Yeah, because it's, it's like you said, it was made of corn. 
So it kind of had a whiskey taste, but it was a little sweet. Yeah, it's sweeter, and it's just, to me, I just thought, I, to me, it was a like cleaner taste than... That's probably a good way to put it, yeah. I made something like a Manhattan out of it after having some straight, so think of it like that. So back to Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, so you sound like you have a silly story about Amsterdam. So I got, so... Uh, after politics. So when we got there, all the German kids just, like, fucking ditched us. They were just, like, so because a lot of them have been there before, and they know where they want to go, so they just fucking booked it. And so I only, I got in my, first I was hanging around with the stoners, but then I was like, I don't want to fucking follow them around just trying to find weed all day. So I kind of went off with these other couple guys, you know, so we just kind of went around and hung out. We ended up running into these three German girls who were part of the workshop. Oh, you know, uh, yeah. And, you know, they're, I mean, they're just like teenagers. So we're like, it's like, man, like, it seems kind of like weird to just leave like these three teenage girls walking around fucking Amsterdam by themselves. So anyway, so we're like, hey, like, let's put our groups together. Are you telling me you had a foursome with these, <laughs> these girls? It would have been a six. Um, anyway, but anyway, so we were like, hey, let's just, let's all just hang out and like, you know, watch each other's backs because we've never been here and y'all are little girls. So <laughs> you, you, you speak, you speak the German and help us not get lost and we'll just like make sure, you know, nobody jumps. I'm from Texas. Anything, I so. can kick ass. So anyway, so we went to this little shop and we had some food and stuff. But anyway, so then we're just kind of like following these, you know, they're like, you know, six, 15 and 16 year old girls. And we're just like following them around and... Because they think they know where they're going, but apparently they didn't. We're, we're following them around. We take a couple of turns, and the next thing we're knowing, we're we're in the middle of the red light district. <laughs> High five! <laughs> we're like, and we're like, oh, so we know where y'all wanted to go. <laughs> and, then they just, and so then they were just all giggly and they're all embarrassed and stuff. And we just kept teasing them, and it was fucking hilarious because because there's no like there's no like here you are at the red light district sign. It's just well, when you start seeing red lights, you should know. You're just walking along and suddenly, oh, there's titties in the window. <laughs> it's like, all right. And then anyway. And as an American, you're like, titties in the window. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we, we passed by it. We hung out with them longer. Eventually, the girls, they went off and did their own thing. And then we were alone again. And we we're like, well, let's go back to the red light district. So <laughs> so we go back and it's like, you just, I mean, it's so, it's so surreal because it's just, it's no, because that's, that's what I'm saying. It's not like. It's not even like a Las Vegas where it's like, because aren't some brothels like legal in Las yeah, Vegas? Yeah, well, I was gonna, well, not not actually not in Las Vegas, but yeah. um, I lived in a town kind of north of Reno, and um, they actually had a legal brothel there that was you know regulated and taxed and stuff. So you know, there, you know, things were people were checked for STDs before they went in and stuff right. like that. I would describe it as like Miss Kitties. It was the girls upstairs. Like you went yeah, to the casino, like and like if you went upstairs in the casino, there was you could have your you could have your way with them. Yeah, but that but that still makes it sound like you'd have to go look for it. You know what I mean? And here it's Amsterdam, and it's it's really it's like the it's like the middle of the city. It's just it's like the main strip where the most people are walking, and it's just you know oh there it is there's a there's a there's a hooker in the window, <laughs> just between the bars and the restaurants and all the other stuff. It was just so open. It was just saw off the open and so casual, which was which was what was surprising. And it was just you're just walking down the street, and it's right next to you, and some you know and. I mean, they're speaking Dutch or whatever this shit. So, yeah, so I mean, and again, we were there in the middle of the day. And that's what I thought. Like, when I was walking there, I was like, man, like, this is the kind of place that I don't think I'd want to be here at night. Because it would just be... Because it's already dark and grungy there in the day because the buildings are so tall and the streets are so narrow. So it's like, man, like, if I was here at night with people speaking four different languages and a bunch of people just trying to go fuck a hooker and all that stuff... 
I could see it like the mood just getting really dark really fast. And it just seems like it would be a creepy as shit place to be when you didn't know your way around it and you were there at night. But anyway, but yeah, you're just walking around a girl, you know, they'll, you know, they might start talking to you or wave you over and that kind of thing. And it's the middle of the day. So some of them are just like bored out of their minds and just like talking on their cell phone and just, just chilling out in the window because that's what they're doing. So it's like when you're like walking through like the, the mall and there's just like this, the carts in the middle, basically like they like, Hey, you want to try this perfume? You look like you need a new phone, Mr. Kind of like that, but with like pussy. Not that much, but the, but it's just that they don't, they don't try to hide or nothing. I mean, they're in the, the window is surrounded by pink light and you're just. You know, they're making an eye contact through what he goes, who goes by. And if you make eye contact back, they're going to try to talk to you. And it's just, you know, it's just interesting. Huh. And a couple, a couple of them looked great. And a couple of them weren't so great. <laughs> Again, I was thinking like, I, I bet the best ones probably only work when they have to. So they probably come out later at night when there's more traffic, but. Or they aren't the ones that have to get window shopped. Like you go to them, they don't go to you. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a, like a price on any of them? <laughs> What was no. your average hooker price? I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm asking for a friend. You'd have, you'd have to actually go in and ask. Um, so no. <laughs> yeah, that definitely seems like a baited question. Like you go in, you ask that. The next thing you know, it's like, you know, but wait, if you trade it, you trade like, well, your car now. Much. You can, you can do this. Like he yeah. needs seats. Oh, I, I thought it was a lot like, well, you know, like, I guess that's not that much. <laughs> and, and you come home like, hey, I kind of bought a mail-order bride, guys. What do you think? That would have been too funny if he came back He came back with a freaking <laughs> Dutch Dutch hooker. Like, go make me my money, bitch. <laughs> he had a Dutch wife? Yeah. Now, yeah. now, did you see a whole bunch of doors that open on the top and the bottom separately there? No, I didn't. No. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, but the interesting thing is that, like, it's, uh... I guess what a lot of them do is they they rent the space like the hooker that you know whatever what's a classy way to say it? I don't Companion. even know <laughs> she rents the space herself and then pays for it with her own business and I think the you know the the ones that are closer to the main strip where the most people are walking are more expensive so you can definitely tell it's like so the the better looking women are in the more expensive places because they know they can pay for it and then like towards like the sides and the edges of the red light district like the women don't look as good so <laughs> i'm like oh so this is like the bargain side <laughs> it's not necessarily the looks you're worried about the most but in the bargain area you're like eh, what about the other kind of a- aspects of this yeah yeah that'd be like almost my more worry so yeah there's these all kinds of stuff like that and there's one thing there's one thing called a banana bar and <laughs> And it's not what you think. It's not gay at all. It's, uh, and one of my professors told me about this too, because he's been, well, I don't know if he's been in it, but he's been to Amsterdam before. One of my professors is like, yeah, if you see a thing called a banana bar, what happens is you go in it and a woman, you know, a woman puts on a show and she'll put a banana in her pussy and she'll make you eat it out of, (laughs) out of her pussy. (laughs) Like you literally eat them out there? Yes. You literally eat a banana out of a woman's pussy in a banana bar. That sounds kind of awesome. Do you have I to mean, peel it, or does she peel it for you? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, yeah, like, I think he said. I or? think he said it was half peeled. <laughs> oh, like like the peeled parts inside of her, like or like the unpeeled parts inside of her, and like the yeah, something like that. Oh, so you don't get any actually pussy juices? I mean, what? Well, Why probably... am I asking this question? <laughs> I mean, what? <coughs> it's not an exact science. I'm sure that there's. 
There's some cucumber bars and there's some, yeah. you know. So anyway, that's carrot bars. But there's places like that all over. And we went we went to a place that was a sex museum, which was like Yes. It was just a whole bunch of I was expecting older artifacts. I thought they would take it more seriously, but I think it was more of a touristy thing. It was oh. kind of in between. But they had a bunch of like they had um all kinds of stuff. They had they had like dildos throughout history, for example. And then they had um erotic art throughout history so they had stuff dating back from like old japanese like carve carvings and stuff like that but they had uh that one room that was just like all the different aspects of like hardcore porn and where they come from in the world and blah 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 and so yeah it, so it was i guess what it ended up being it was less of uh, less a history of sex museum but that's what it was called it was more a history of pornography museum uh, when you actually went inside of it. <laughs> like, what were you expecting? Like, and this was when doggy style was no, invented? Well, well, I was expecting older stuff. Like, I was expecting, like, oh, like, here's here's some, here's what we think sexual practices were in ancient Greece. And here's why we think that. Because here's some artifacts we found. But it wasn't like that. It was, the oldest stuff was more like 19th, like 1800s, maybe late 1700s stuff. Oh, it so was pretty much the last 200 years of erotic materials and... And pornography is pretty much what it re- what the museum I guess, is really about. I guess the real question is, did you have to tug one out in the bathroom there? No. <laughs> Would you like to say that you did for a better show? <coughs> no. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Jarrett doesn't tug him out in the bathroom. He's beyond masturbating. Um, That's actually the key feature to being Majorius, is never <laughs> masturbating. Oh, God. I can't even imagine. That would be, that'd be hell on earth is what that would be. <laughs> Well, anyway, but it was kind of a cool thing, you know. I mean, there was all kinds of pornography and stuff, and there you go. And there, there's tons in Amsterdam. There's BDSM shops everywhere, everywhere. And you were in heaven. I wanted to go in one, but like I don't know, the guys no that were probably wouldn't have been into it. Like we would go past it, but like in the windows, these like masks and suits and you know chains and all kinds of shit. And I would just like, I would just, you know, I would just, we'd be walking past. I just kind of look by and be like, man, this. <laughs> I don't know. They could they could probably tell by looking at my face, like you know, That's looks like kid in a candy store or something. So this one guy, his name's Keith. He's like, man, Jared, like, what? You see something you like in there? <laughs> like, do we need to wait a bit? <laughs> like, yes. I was like, man, if I was alone, I'd be like, <laughs> you know how you know how it I'd is. Some people come back places. with mugs or postcards. I came back with a gimp mask. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, gimp suits everywhere. <laughs> what, do you um, see like hookers wearing stuff like that? No, well, or they companions, were companions, I guess. Some of them, the some of them were in lingerie. Some of them were wearing like more moderny, leathery, loopy stuff, but nothing like super out there. And I don't, I don't think any of them in the window were completely nude. It was just like you know, bikinis so small that there was nothing left <laughs> What's to the, the imagination. Point of, they might as well be nude. Yeah, pretty much. It was, yeah, it was pretty much bikinis the size of pasties. But I don't think anyone was literally nude. They might as well have been. Do you think it's like a law, or do you think that was just like more personal preference? I don't know. I'm, I would guess it would have to be a law. I don't, I really don't think they would be covered if they didn't have to be. <laughs> frankly. <laughs> From the way they were acting. But, I mean, but then again, I mean, that can be more alluring, too. I mean, if the girls just... You gotta take it off, then? Yeah. I mean, and they were totally... I mean, they were... I mean, as far as their makeup and everything, you could tell they were, like, fucking done up to the nines as far as they were prepared. So I'm sure they're doing... They're, they're, they're probably doing it also for an effect as well. Because, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But maybe that's just me. I I, I mean, I think a girl with, with nice lingerie on can be more attractive than oh, just, I, I'm, I'm with someone's you. just naked. Because cause naked is like, that's all there is. Like, there's nothing more. 
Yeah, I'm definitely with you. I mean, last week we did this whole conversation about this girl that with a puppet and doing like cosplay stuff. And, you know, I mean, there's nothing hotter than a girl in cosplay, I'd have to say. <laughs> so generally a lot of cosplay is pretty close to lingerie. But yeah, I saw here's something weird I saw. And this was this. I have no idea. I mean, this is just this is just weird shit in Amsterdam. I saw a woman dressed up like a man leading around a man dressed up as a woman on a chain. <laughs> And they're just walking around <laughs> casually. So yeah, it was an interesting place. It would be, you know, one day in Amsterdam is like not enough to do anything. You just see weird shit and then you leave. But well, what was the weirdest thing you did do there? Just just see the weird shit. Just see the weird shit and you know get get drunk with Nazis. Um, get drunk with Nazis. I know. <laughs> you know that's really all you. If that's the only story you came back with, like oh, you know, I just kind of slept the rest of the time. That's really all I would have needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. I'm not going to lie. If I go to Germany, I would like to see a Nazi. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, that, there's something about that. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I've seen enough KKK members in my life. I guess that's close enough. And, you know, I've seen yeah. some skinheads. But knowing that they're actually German and actually, you know, Nazis. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm no way condoning the Nazi practice or, or suggesting that all Germans are Nazis. I just think, you know, I mean, you know, I'm sure if a German came to Texas, he'd want to see a guy, you know, in, in a tin gown. cowboy boots. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, in boots and, you know, with revolvers. Yeah. So, I don't know. I he'd don't, expect us to call, say y'all, so. I don't know if... That's probably the weirdest thing. I don't, everything else, not really. I didn't really do anything weird in MCM except, you know, kind of go window shopping, <laughs> so to speak. And that was cool, but... um. Well, what's the one thing in, like, all your trips that you wish, like, America had? Hmm. That's interesting. Other than super fast highways. Super fast highways would be a good one. The ability to be in a town, for it to be, like, a less than, like, a 10-minute-ish walk from the house where you're staying to the center, the urban center of a town where there's shops and food and people doing stuff. Like, that's very unique, and that's something that there would be interesting. So, so, so maybe, like, the, uh, not as much the dependence on vehicles that we have, we have here? Yeah. The, the ability to take a bike to go get groceries, because there's actual, like, paths that bicycles go on, and, and in the middle of town, everyone shares the streets, you know, people walk down the streets, cars go through the streets, and bicycles and everything, and it's just... It's quaint. Yeah, it really is. So that that kind of that kind of aspect is is interesting, and you can find that in places in America. But like but like I, well, I told the kid because we went just walking around a lot because that's what I like to do, and we went kind of hiking in these woods. And I was telling him like, yeah, like there's there are some nice places to walk like where I live, but the messed up thing is I would have to take a car, I would have to drive a car to a place to go yeah. walk, <laughs> like where I live. I can't really walk anywhere except to class, you know, but I couldn't walk to the store without having to cross like huge lanes of tons of traffic that's really dangerous and frustrating to walk across. So yeah, so it's, I mean, that's the thing is that I can't really point to one thing and say, I wish I had that, but it's just the environment that was so different. It's like, I wish we had a little bit more of that kind of environment just with, without losing the stuff that makes America cool. Yeah, I mean, like, even when I was talking about being in the small town, you know, with like 3,000 people in it, I mean, everything was spread out in that. I yeah. mean, nothing was, I was on a half acre lot, almost. Like, and that was everybody on the street. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't particularly huge houses. It was just like everyone had all this land. And I mean, yeah, because that's the thing. Like the small town, it might be conservative in the sense of like, 
their home life and things like that. But at the same time, as far as other cultural things, it's very advanced, you know. They know about, like, they're hip to trends and fashion and food and things like that. And they care about world news and things like that. So, so the small town has this conservative environment as far as, like, people and how they treat each other. But it is in no way like in America where, like, if you go to some tiny-ass town in Mississippi that you're going to, like, find hillbillies that don't give a shit about anything outside of the little place where they live, you know. So it's So that thing I found really intriguing is the fact that you could have this it's really just like a miniature city <laughs> you know it's like a city environment but really small and so it's that's something that i've haven't found in america anywhere so, so. how was the tv there like everyone had like a tv in like every room of their house right <laughs> well i mean that probably has more to do with the middle class family they had a big tv that they had in their like living room it's still right. probably smaller com- well, it's probably the size it's probably the size of your tv right there in your room well oh 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 yeah Oh, that's not a big TV at all. That's just a 32 inch. So that's big in Germany. <laughs> oh God! If they think that's big, they should see my penis. So it was probably about that. Maybe a little bigger. I don't know, but it was probably about that big and you know, nice modern TV. There was an old TV in the room that I say, but I didn't even try to turn it on. I don't know if it was hooked up or anything. Like 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 CRT. Like it like it had like it was fat. Yeah, it was that old. Uh, the one oh. in my room. But their new one, their one downstairs that they used for the family was a flat screen TV. Just you know, but um, but we didn't. I never. They watched TV a bit. Mostly it was sports for like their oldest son, who I only saw a couple times. Likes you know, liked watching soccer. Uh, we watched a. You know, we they asked me if I wanted to watch movies sometime and i was like sure and they're like what do you want to watch i was like star wars so so we watched a new hope and and that was awesome so so did they did, did they watch it in english or did they watch it in german <laughs> yeah we watched it in english but the the kid put on english subtitles when we watched it in english oh because they, they could read it because, so help it out yeah because he felt that he could read english maybe better than he could hear it spoken that quickly yeah, okay. so that, that, that was kind of interesting huh but the dad thought it was funny so i think they probably usually watch it in german huh that's actually a strange concept that i that i've always thought I was like you know i guess a lot of media is produced in english yeah i mean just mainly maybe it's just because we enjoy it so much the, the concept but i mean you know i've watched the occasional anime that had to have subtitles on it i'm like you know that's kind of strange i mean could you could you imagine like having to watch all like a lot of like the great, yeah you know like like huh I've heard I've heard tell of this Star Wars and this stuff like that and having to watch it and like not fitting. Yeah. I mean it's almost I don't know like quaint watching a movie like Inglorious Bastards like you're like oh I have to read 2 thirds of this see, movie. That's see, a novelty. I tried to do that cuz there's this there's this movie called Night Watch that's like Russia's big movie. It's the and it's their gigantic movie and it's in Russian and I couldn't do it man like cuz it was they they translated it into English because it was such a it was like this was going to be the one that put Russian cinema on the map or whatever. It came out ten years ago or something, and it was so it wasn't right. And it, I I rather would have watched it in Russian with with subtitles than watching it with the way they dubbed it. So I can only imagine what it'd be like, like what you'd experience that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, generally, I mean, I guess realistically, like, experience I have with dubbing is would would be in, in the anime form. But I was like, I generally prefer the dub over the sub because my thought process is somebody already took the time to translate it, which would have been the subtitle, and then like someone else took the chance to like, well, let me interpret the way this would be set because everything's gonna be in- inflected differently. The 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 emphasis would be on a different syllable, 
and, and like, oh, you know, you know, this this is where we put the emotional beat. So I've always preferred the dub of things because you know, hopefully, someone that's doing their job right had figured it out. But I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen Battleship Potemkin and I've seen uh, Metropolis. <laughs> you know, I guess subtitled. <laughs> so I, I've seen the I've seen the two big you know foreign films. One one interesting thing that I did notice is that. American pop culture is just a universal phenomenon now. So, you know, like they said, like Star Wars, like that's that's their shit. It's Star Wars, <laughs> and they love it. And you know, they had a bunch of Star Wars coffee mugs that they drink out of every morning. And you know, we're listening to the German news station for radio in the morning while we ate breakfast. And they only have the thing is there like Ger- German radio is very is a very a public phenomenon. They have like a couple of stations that are public radio stations rather than a whole bunch of private radio stations. Yeah, and and there are a couple of pr- public radio stations just change programming a lot during the day so you might have a different you know it's the same radio station but it might have an oldies program and then a news program and then a whatever anyway german news program in the morning plays music in between news stories and it's like you know one of the big things that i'd hear every morning is Katy perry like here's a Katy perry tune in english and that's what germans listen to while they're drinking their coffee is Katy perry and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you, stuff. Germany. And, I'm and sorry. And then the, the German pop hits, they just sound like rehashes of, like, Ameri- I mean, it's the same shit as, like, American pop music. So the that dad, influence he, on the world is uh, strangle, strangling music in good taste still? In some, yeah, in some ways. <laughs> and the dad... So it's not like the, the common, like, joke of, like, when you go to a foreign country, you're like, hey, look, it's it's the this new hit from the 50s. Yeah. It's, it's no... Not- but what I thought was funny is that the kid, like the host kid and his older brother, who's probably like 19-ish or 20-ish or something, they loved like late 90s and like early 2000s hard rock and heavy metal, American hard rock and heavy metal. So like, listen, like... Which was which was almost the time when German hard rock and heavy metal was popular here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like Ramstein. And they love Ramstein too. Don't get me wrong. Like they think, like they're, those kids, like they, they thought of Ramstein as like... Oh, so that's not like the the humorous thing like that Americans like here. That so it, he Ramstein was actually popular there as well. Not yeah, like a... and they they like they like fucking love Ramstein. Like that's they like take pride in Ramstein as like and David Hasselhoff from what I understand. <laughs> Probably who knows? But um... I was gonna say, did you see any like Hasselhoff? No, stuff there? I didn't think like, about is that. Is there a version of face on like Hasselhoff's face on things? Hasselhoff, I, I don't know, but yeah, Hasselhoff, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, hanging out with them, them the, the brothers, hanging out with them and them listening to music, it was like taking a step into the past for me because it's like they're listening to like Linkin Park and Limp Biscuit and ah uh, fuck it like uh, Green Day, <laughs> um, but you know, but older Green Day albums before they tried and, to be the Clash. Yeah, exactly, and um, Slipknot. <laughs> Man, these are like, yeah, I know these are like names that we thought of from high school that of stuff I hated. Yeah, so it's like all these hard rock and heavy metal bands that I listened to in high school. That's what they're listening to now. I uh, mean, I guess I really have no room to say because I'm sitting here wearing a Pink Floyd shirt doing yeah. this podcast, so I have no room to talk about old music. But I just thought it was cool. I mean, because they, I mean, they didn't think that like, oh, it's this new thing. They just liked the music, you know. They just liked that era of American hard rock. So well, I thought it was do you think cool. that was a common thing or just them? Like I said, I'm sitting here wearing a Pink Floyd co- t-shirt. Uh, well, among so. among certain kit, like his older brother, like he loved he like go- the same group of people that would that would dig Ramstein here. Yeah, because kind of he he goes his older brother goes to rock festivals all the time. Like that's like one of his things. Like that's what he does. So like Rise Against, I think that's an American. That should be a, a, like yeah, a new that's American that's like the, one of the newer punk. Band. I'm yeah, relatively aware of the name. Yeah. yeah. 
so that was his older brother's name was Lars. That's that was his favorite rock group was Rise Against. That's crazy because so much of their ethos is such American political stuff. That's crazy. I'm sorry. That's 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 nuts. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're, as you were saying, they, they speak enough English to understand it, so it's not just like the beat that they're understanding, or like the yeah, like, like the way like I would almost say like the way Americans enjoy Ramstein is they're like, oh, I like the sound of it. Yeah. So they actually like yeah, they, are, they understand English yeah. enough to know the song lyrics. So they're, they're not posers like people. But yeah. that's the thing. I mean, speaking of that, I mean, younger Germans, people that are more my age, they seem like they're more in. They think they think America is cool as shit because they think the idea. The younger people like the idea of like I could just get up in the morning and do whatever the fuck I want. Like, like I don't have to have this big tradition. Bread stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like they think that's cool, but they also they also when I start talking, you know, one kid that I was talking to, one of the older guys who had been he had been to Las Vegas before. All this stuff. I was like, man, I thought Las Vegas was amazing, but like, I thought there, like, there must be a darker side to America that a lot of people don't talk about. It's like I saw this. Like, that's that's Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, but like right on the street, there was like a there was this black guy who was got pulled over and he was getting arrested right in front of me, and it was like, yeah, <laughs> like that happens all the time. Well, that happened in your place in the forties. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like in Germany, like you will almost never see a policeman. Like there's. Well, because it's secret police there, Jared. I mean, <laughs> no, it's the Gestapo. But, but they don't, like, pol- like. there's no need Do they like for... Hogan's Heroes there? I have no idea. <laughs> like, there's no need I'm for, done. like, a, pr- a presence. Like, there's there's no, like, typical police presence. Police go somewhere if there's trouble. They don't oh, so just hang around. it's kind of like around. that episode of Star Trek where Wesley, like, stepped on the plant and he was they're going to put him to death. Like, like you know, the, the, <laughs> the, it's like if you break any law, you're, you know which episode I'm talking about, <laughs> Yeah, too. sadly, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, but I was trying to explain to the older kid, I was like, yeah, I was like, in America, it's like, you know, I mean, drugs are a problem because politicians have made it a problem. So, and it's often divided against racial lines. So like when, you know, when when some young white college kid gets caught with marijuana, they might get a slap on the wrist, you know, as far as legally. But if some young black kid from the street gets caught with marijuana, they'll be like, oh, well, he was obviously meaning to distribute that. So we're going to send you to prison. (laughs) You know, and I was like, that shit happens in America all the time. And there's still problems with gun violence because we love our guns. And so, so anyway, so yeah, I was telling like, well, yeah, like there's, there's things like that, that like, if you, if you don't encounter that in Germany, yeah, like that's going to be a real fucking trip when you get, if you stay in America for any length of time. <laughs> I mean, I guess it really all just kind of depends on where you go, no matter where you're at, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, like, Amsterdam, and, like, that's the place, like, you don't want to be... Their Vegas, kind of? Sort of. Sort of. And, yeah, it's like, you want to... Like, they they advised us to keep all our stuff in our front pockets, because there's a lot of pickpockets, and, like, professional pickpockets in Amsterdam, because it's such a tourist destination, there's a lot of unaware people fumbling around, so... And that's why I said I wouldn't want to go there after dark, because if there was more people there, like, you wouldn't be able to tell what was going on. So did you get, like, the, the sense that, like, each com- each country there was separate, or did you get the kind of feel that they were all kind of interconnected a little bit? Both. They are, that's the thing that I thought was interesting. They are very... Did it feel like a whole bunch of states like we have, as far as, like, well, they're all different, but we're all the same? They are or... very... No, not like that at all, actually. In that sense, no. Because they are very aware of their differences, and they are often very proud of them in some ways, 
but not proud like that's what i thought was so interesting they're very proud but a very different way than americans that there's not the sense of like nationalistic pride that americans seem to have but there's an even bigger sense of like cultural pride you know and that's what i thought and that's what i think that germans think of themselves as german culturally and traditionally the fact that they live in germany almost doesn't have much to do with it you know (laughs) Like oh okay yeah so so they talk about like if Germans they were saying they were asking us like are Germans accepted in America I was like what do you mean accepted like <laughs> yeah like what? no one would even notice like you'd just be like oh there's that guy that talks funny like that's no one gives a shit <laughs> like as long as you can just be cool and fit in like no one cares where you're from there's Indians there's and then there's other Indians. <laughs> there's other Indians, there's Mexicans, and they're all, as long as they can fit in with, like, our work culture, which we seem to care so much about, like, everything else doesn't matter. And they're like, oh, that's funny, because they were saying, like, if, if you're a German and you travel to a different country, you might be treated with a lot of disrespect just because you're German. Yeah, like, like I mean, like, how we're making, we're making jokes about the German people here for tee-hee-hee amusement, yeah. but we don't believe any of these things. Yeah, like, you would like, like, if they were, like, to go to, like, France, people would actually believe the things that we're saying in jest? Yeah, like, they would actually have a problem with Germans in some places. And, and the same thing, Germans would have a problem with some people in your, like, well, I do know that, like, the Netherlands and Germany have a very intense rivalry that centers around football, centers around fo- soccer, because... You know, because that was another place that was occupied by Germany in World War II, and there are people still, like, like I was reading, and this is something I went, because I heard a lot of, when I was at the Amsterdam airport, especially when I was leaving back to come to Texas, I was telling this, there was this lady that I was, you know, giving the, giving my luggage to, to check in, and, you know, we were put, some of us were put on a standby ticket, which was stupid, because we've had those tickets for months, but anyway, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, but, you know, you're put on standby, that doesn't, that doesn't mean you don't have a seat, it just means that you might have to wait, you know, to get it officially later, because we might have been overbooked or whatever, but, but there's, there's almost no chance that, you know, that we actually don't have a seat, it's just that sometimes we sell more last yeah it's like the back of the bus it's like sometimes we sell more than are available early on knowing that some cancellations are going to happen before the actual flight takes place i was like well that's not exactly reassuring but anyway and she's like you might just have to spend another night in amsterdam and (laughs) it was she was super cool she was you know joking around and it's like you might just have to spend another night in amsterdam i hope that's not too much trouble for you (laughs) it's like yeah, I was like, yeah, the thing is, you know, like, I've I've been in Germany for two weeks, so I'm kind of ready to go home. But but she inter- but she interrupted. I was like, yeah, but I've been like I've been here on a trip, or like an exchange trip in Germany for two weeks. And he's like, oh, I feel so bad for you. It's <laughs> like, no, it's like Germany was nice. You don't have to be that way. And she's like, oh well, but Amsterdam is way better, isn't it? And I was like. Well, it's it's pretty cool, <laughs> but so but that made when she was joking like that later. I was that's why I looked it up. But there, but it, it's like a super intense rivalry between the Netherlands and Germany, and and it has a lot to do with the war. And war, and I I saw quotes of like uh, Netherlands football players, soccer players in like the sixties and seventies, who they they would literally like like you know and make public statements like yeah, well my grandpa 
was killed by Germans in World War Two. So you know, fuck Germany and we're gonna win. Like that's like that's what they used to say in in their like official quotes for soccer games. <laughs> Not I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah. It was basically you killed my grandfather, fuck you. That's that that was their official You shot Scotty's finger off. So yeah, so even today there's still some intense hostility between like Germany and some of the surrounding countries where they invaded. So huh. it's interesting. <laughs> Isn't yeah, huh. So you can obviously tell, like, bad people apart in Germany, right? Because they would wear very large coats, but they would never put their arms through the sleeves, right? <laughs> they would just kind of, like, wear them on their shoulders. Uh, <laughs> I never saw someone wearing a coat like a cape in Germany. Oh, so you obviously so... didn't see any bad people. I guess saying. not. Yeah. I guess not. Like, like, the Nazis in the bar weren't all wearing their coats like that? Or was no. it not cold enough? No. I mean, it's Germany. I thought it was cold enough to wear the coats The Nazis in the bar just basically looked like bikers is what they looked like. You heard it here first, bikers. <laughs> You're all Nazis. Well, okay, so we pretty much heard, like, what you would incorporate as far as, uh, or you would, like, maybe, you would, what, what what aspects of that culture you, you enjoyed? What was your least favorite thing? Like, there had to have been something where you are like, God, I'm so tired of the, what was that? Man, I, I really didn't like carbonated mineral water to drink all the time. That got old, because I just don't, I just didn't like the taste at all. And I didn't like how Did they I have, was... like, an explanation for this? Or did no, they think you were crazy? it's just what they did. I mean, I don't know. And I didn't like if I was really thirsty in the morning, like, you can't chug carbonated water. You can't drink it fast. So it's just, it's aggravating to be thirsty and want to really just take a good drink. I mean, like... And you can't. <laughs> so, like, what was the tap water like? Was it... I don't know. I mean, because one thing know. I've heard is, is like, like, if you were to go to, like, a restaurant there and be like, I just want, like, can I get, like, tap water can i get like a free water because like here we have free oh, yeah. water and it's just like you know from the tap in the back they're like no no we can't give that to people is that like I don't, the case? yeah i don't think you 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 have to buy a drink like you can buy bottled water or you can buy a drink and that's what you do and the thing that i didn't like about the mindset is just that it leads people to care more about doing thing correctly and correctly means doing it the german way traditionally than caring about just getting something done and that's what i think is so cool you know when i was thinking about that that's what i think is cool actually really cool about america is that we're just like you know man fuck it we'll get it done <laughs> you know <laughs> we'll do what it takes and that's what i noticed when we watch you know we watch around this lake and it started pouring rain and like the you know, they were all, you know, frustrated about it. And I was like, you know what? Because that's that's the thing. Like, another thing, they always were super concerned about being prepared for their weather. It's like, oh, well, it's a, it's a little cold, but it's not cold enough. So you need, like, a really thin jacket. And then, like, this is weather for shorts and a... This is, this, is, this might be weather for, a lo like, long pants and a short sleeve shirt, but not quite hot enough for shorts yet. But it might be get cooler later, so you might want to bring a jacket. And it's like... You know, they didn't necessarily tell me this, but just I could tell by what they wore. It's like they have a, almost a uniform that they wear depending on what kind of weather it is. And it's very specific. Like each little barely change in weather designates like you should be wearing this type of outfit. And if you don't, then it's like you're going to feel embarrassed around your German friends because they're all going to know and they're all going to wear the, their specific outfit. And they're like, oh, he obviously didn't listen to yeah. your news this morning. Yeah, it's like and you're going to they're going to know and you're not going to be a good German because you weren't prepared for the weather like everybody else. And I was like, you know, like in America, if you went out with your friends to a lake and you got rained on, it'd just be that cool, fun story about how we all got caught in the rain and then laughed and ran back in the wet and, you know. Or where it's time. not that big of a deal like, if somebody wants to walk around in the shorts in their shorts when it's 40 degrees outside. You just don't really care. It's their yeah, we don't care. We That's just, their thing. We just yeah. do what we want. And there, it was more like, you know, it's like you would feel embarrassed if you 
got caught not doing something the German way in front of other Germans. And and that that aspect of the traditional mindset, I, I consider negative. And that, that would really bug me if I felt like I had to do things the German way to fit in to be in Germany, you know? <laughs> is there anything strange that you did that, that were, or nor, I guess realistically normal, but they thought, like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> Probably. I mean, clothes for one, because the fact, I mean, plus I was traveling, but it's like I wore mostly the kind of, the same kind of things, no matter what it was, because their temperature is so mild compared to everything we have. It's like, yeah, it it's, it's cooler in the morning and it's hotter in the afternoon. Like, I'm not going to, like, change my clothes just because the weather varies. <laughs> like, in a, you know, in America, it's either cold or it's hot. Like, that's what I, that's what I deal with. Anyway, so that kind of thing. So that they would kind of laugh at the fact that, like, the only jacket that I had was, like, this kind of woolish jacket that was more warmer and i and and they would laugh that like when it, so when it was slightly cool it's like i didn't wear a jacket at all because like it's it's a little bit cool why do i care <laughs> it feels good <laughs> but you know and they laughed at the way i opened a banana but that's just like a personal thing because i opened you open a banana <laughs> weird you open it from the bottom you use the tablet so you wouldn't handle? have done well in a banana bar then you would have been really like really been awkward <laughs> yeah i guess not <laughs> I like to open. This is something I learned from online, and it's also if you watch a if you watch a monkey like at a zoo eat a banana, they open the banana just from the tip, and they just peel it apart. Because or you can even just squeeze the tip of a banana, and it'll kind of pop open, and you can peel it. But the tab part of a banana, it can break smoothly if the banana is is just ripe enough. But if it gets too ripe. It'll just mush that whole part of the banana without really breaking, without a clean break. And if it's not ripe enough at all, then it just won't break because it's too tough. So anyway, so they, they thought it was fun. They were like, do all Americans open bananas like this? And I'm like, no, it's just me. I mean, you just <laughs> I mean, you just kind of score it with your nail and pull. Yeah. I mean, but to me, the other way is easier. I don't know. I mean, it was invented by God to be perfect. You know, it fits in your hand. It's got this handy handy pull tab at the top. I don't like the pull tab. It's just it, a lot of times it some whenever it doesn't work, it's just frustrating. So I just open it from the I other mean, end I, all the time. I mean, I actually now. completely remove the tab when I when I eat it. I'm like, I don't want this tab on here at all. I I, I mean, actually I am watching Jared's way of doing this. I've never seen anybody do this before, so that's that's interesting. So so. Man, I, I, you know, I just ate my last banana. I wish I wouldn't have done that so I could watch him do this. This is not a thing yeah. that I'm ever going to do because I'm allergic as fuck to them, so I don't care. But, you know, I just I was curious about this. Uh, that's too bad. They st- so, well, I'm allergic to oranges, but I know how to open one. I'm trying to think. I can't remember if there was anything. Did they ask you, like, strange questions? Like, uh, like, like how we're asking all these strange questions about Germans. Did they ask you strange questions about Americans? So, sometimes, but... I think it was a lot of times it was just to be kind of funny. Like, like the dad, like he was, you know, I was drinking coffee out of their Star Wars mug. He's like, do you know of this film with Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I know of it. It's like, is it just as popular there as it is? Like, yes, it's like, no, literally. Like, no, no, we like this one called Star Trek. I was like, better. it's literally one of the most popular films in America that's ever been made. It's like, oh, okay. Did you feel <laughs> full of like any like like completely false information about America? No. Oh, because that would be fun. Were you stereotypically American in front of him just for the fun of it? No. I mean, I would try to joke around sometimes because, like, you know, I was super easygoing and I was just like, you know, I just want to do what y'all do because I'm here to like learn about Germany and anyway. So the host kid, he was like, you know, like I'm so glad like it's like you're just so like whatever we do you're just always happy with it it's like you're always like oh i'm I'm not gonna i'm not gonna impose my will on you like that'd be such a dick move 
like you said, guys do. Yeah, that, that would just be, yeah, why, it's like, I'm not going to, I think they're doing me a favor by letting me stay in their house for a couple of weeks. Like, I'm not going to ask him for shit, so, anyway. When you guys come to America, now I'll make you do some American things. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, but the host kid said something like that, and I, and I was just joking with him. I was like, yeah, like, the, you need, the thing you need to know about this is, like, there are two kinds of Americans. There are Americans that are happy with everything, and there are Americans that hate everything. Yeah, so <laughs> like, me and Cody. Right? <laughs> it's like, and I'm one of the Americans that's just cool with everything. <laughs> and he thought that was funny. And then later, like, one of... There's some of the other guys in the bands that are just kind of, you know, they're just kind of dicks. And they, you know, they're loud and pushy. They're like our hysterically American. They're just kind of loud and push, pushy guys. And one of them, like, he was telling, like, he w- with my host kid in earshot, he was telling his other, his host kid about the things. This is like at the end of the trip. And he was trying to be kind of respectful about it. But he was telling his host kid about, like, these are the things your family did to me while I was here that I didn't like. And it made me feel uncomfortable and all this shit. And later, when I was eating dinner with my host family the the kid my host kid asked me about that it's like he was kind of joking he was like i wonder if you're gonna gonna make a big protest to us before you leave too and i was i was like what are you talking about man it's like oh well we heard you know your friend jonathan tell us like oh i was like well he protests everything that's just what he does you know he's a douchebag <laughs> they laughed so. and you know yeah because he's an ass and then i was you know i was talking about well and this was like a week later after i first had told him that joke you know about Americans that love everything, Americans that hate everything. So I was like, hey, I was like, hey, man, like, you remember like a week ago when I told you there are two kind of Americans? And he just kind of looked at me funny. He's like, you know, how there's there's one kind of American who loves everything and one kind of American who hates everything. <laughs> and then he, and he just uh, he just burst out laughing at that point because he already knew where I was going. I was like, yeah. So look, so you know which kind I am and Jonathan's the other kind. <laughs> so, you know, so he thought that was funny. But, you know, I didn't really... We would joke about stuff, but that's the thing that I thought was cool. Like, I felt, I I had a really good fit with my host family, and that's just kind of luck of the draw, but they all just seemed, like, really cool and most mostly just laid back and open-minded, and that's kind of how I was, too, and so we would just, we would just talk plainly about shit and just try to figure out, we would just talk about, like, oh, I wonder if this is different in America, or this, or I wonder if this well, is different in Germany. I mean, I Germany. think that would be part of the, part of the experience of having a host, like, Hey, we had somebody from, you know, we had somebody from Germany at our house. We had somebody from whatever. Wouldn't you want to, like, experience yeah. their culture vicariously through them and learn different things? Just, I mean. That's the reason why we have you on here and we're questioning you so thoroughly <laughs> about We're interrogating you about this. Like, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. I mean, we're vicariously majoritizing through you. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, there's a very good chance that this might be a part one, part two episode. <laughs> yeah. We've been talking for, for fucking ever here, but. Either I can just cut out all the crap. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really cool thing because, because I, you know, I just had a great, I feel like I went, I feel like I went there with the right mindset. A lot of the other kids, I feel like all the other American kids, I don't feel, I feel like they had unrealistic expectations because they thought it was just going to be like a fucking vacation and they were going to get to do whatever they wanted the whole time. Yeah, it's I mean, like, if I was going there, I'd want to do German things. I wouldn't want to do American yeah, things like there. We were there firstly to participate in this workshop and help these kids with music and then secondly to learn about germany not to just be like oh they don't have a fucking papa john's this is ridiculous you know what they don't oh I'm, I'm, wait 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 
Wait, wait a minute. Throughout this entire conversation, I thought they had Papa John's there. You're, now you're telling me. You're telling me in Germany I can't go to a Papa John's. We don't have Papa John's. Well, fuck them and they're not the assholes. That's why we tore down your walls. But uh, they did have, I mean, I, I went to an Italian food place. In Germany, where I mean, everyone there just speaks German. I All just thought that, that was funny. Was it, was it was it actual Italian food, or was that it was it that homogenized American crap? Well, it was like a pizza place, and I think I think their food was slightly more authentic than ours, but it was still it was kind of like a blend of American style pizza and kind of Mediterranean ish kind I mean, of I, stuff. I hear more Italian pizza is more sauce heavy and has more like herbs and stuff. Than yeah, the... so it was kind of like that. So it was kind of but it was, it was runny. But it was a stereotypical, just like American style pizza pie. You know, it was. You know what I mean? Like the crust was like American crust. Huh. If that makes sense. But but had more like um, Italian toppings, kind of. A l- yeah, a little bit. I mean, you, you weren't getting a pepperoni pizza there. Well, they had more options. Like if you had meat, it would have been like pepperoni and sausage and like a bunch of different stuff on it. I like peppers and meat. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I also, I also got a calzone there and it was really good. Okay, really I know good. I know we've like f- food questioned you like four thousand times. Did they do spicy <laughs> food there or was that a foreign concept? Oh well, I can understand them not. They did like they did like curry flavored ketchup, which is that interesting. Kind of interesting. And sauerkraut. I mean, it's not spicy, but it's got kind of a you know, it's got kind of a t- tinge to it. But in general, I would say no. They didn't like spicy food. Like I think in general, that's what I thought was funny because <coughs> it was just again like more stereotypical whiteness besides the blonde hair, tall blue eye thing. Like the food was really bland. Well, it's just that. What what heavy. what we would think of as spicy would kill them. <laughs> well, I mean, we are, <laughs> you know we I mean? are all from so, Texas. So you're saying too, like if so I was to get bad. yeah. Well, as the resident spicy expert, let here, me put on my spiceologist. Is that what you're calling yourself now? I mean, for instance, spicy wiener. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Let, let me just like pull out my spicy dick on everybody. <laughs> for instance, you know that little Thai pepper plant that I fed you last time, and you're like, oh my god, that thing is spicy, and I'm like, I think it's mild almost. At this yeah, point. They, they'd go fucking nuts over like, like, like Thai. Dead. Like they'd be like they they have to be chugging so much they, carbonated water. They would not like that at all. No, and, and I'm like you know it's got some and, and the way I described it was it's got some kick. Like you know yeah. it's not like the mild sauce that you get it that you get at uh, places, but you know it's the yeah huh yeah it was and they all sunburn really easily. <laughs> <laughs> The ones that are really German all sunburn really easily, so they were like they even on a cloudy day, like they won't go outside without putting sunscreen on, which they call sun milk. <laughs> sun milk. Yeah, and uh, as they go to their <laughs> after they wipe their windscreens off on their cars. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just yeah. So I was just I was like, no, I'm cool. Like I'm fine. <laughs> like I'm I might tan a bit. Like I'm not dark skin, but yeah. So yeah, they they weren't from what I could tell, they weren't a big fan of anything spicy. Huh. What we would call spicy would be like super freaking spicy to them huh interesting <laughs> like oh i'm gonna have to go over there and like kill some of them with some of my they probably couldn't food. get into the country with it they'd probably stop you oh, at yeah. the airport <laughs> <laughs> it's a controlled substance well, i really yeah. I, I don't know that you can take food i i, I don't know the, the rules yeah you can't you can't actually well you brought back this booze though i mean it's presumably like a bottle of dave's and sandy what was hard we weren't checked by customs we didn't have to fill out anything on the way there but we did on the way back so i don't know might have to do with your country of origin so it might be easier to take something with you if it's food. On the way back, got to fill out all this stuff. And, but yeah, like with the booze thing, it's like I think there's a certain – I haven't looked it up. Uh, but our, our professor, he said something like you're usually allowed like two seven, 750 milliliter, 
milliliter bottles shit <laughs> that uh that you can bring back with you but that but it has to be like specifically marked and all this stuff so i i was still i was kind of nervous about this because they that stuff that they gave me like you can only buy in like these huge liter and two liter bottles and so what they did is they they put a they put it in a like a soda bottle for me or a beer bottle and then put the label from one of their big bottles onto it <laughs> so it looks just like a miniature version oh well that explains a lot now but uh but yeah on the customs thing it's really it doesn't even mention alcohol so it's really unclear like i didn't you know i claimed it on the on the thing it you have to list everything you fill that out on the plane then when you go through customs they just ask you questions about are you carrying blah 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 it's usually you know basically if you're not if you're under the radar as far as you're not bringing back over ten thousand dollars worth of goods and you didn't like it has it asks a weird question like have you stepped have you walked near a farm or have touched farm animals or <laughs> produce you know what's your yes yeah, so technically, I, I probably could have said yes, but I didn't because it's like I didn't go on a farm. <laughs> and so anyway, so they're giving me any beef, and then I, op- I you know, I opened my bag to check, like, is it still in there? It's like, yeah, it is. So I guess they didn't take it. So yippee! <laughs> huh. But I think there might, I think there's probably an official rule as far as alcohol, alcoholic beverages. I just don't know what that is exactly, but it's, but I think that is a specific item within their like luggage and customs requirements. I mean, somewhere. the only reason why I would, I would think. It would be it's flammable, so I mean, I can see maybe. The- see, that's the thing I was worried about because it says you can't have any flammable liquids on your bag. Okay. It was like, doesn't alcohol count? But I, but maybe it doesn't. So, huh? Well, maybe it's one of those things they just assume that you're gonna do. I mean, you're going to Germany. You should probably bring back some beer. You know what I mean? It's probably one of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Huh? The beer was good, by the way. And- what was they? Did you have a whole bunch of beers that you couldn't pronounce the name of? <sighs> Something like Fearson or started with, started with the V, which they pronounce as an F. So that was like the fear Fieltons, maybe Fieltons. So yeah, it was all it was all local beer, and it was just really good because it's all that dark like box style because that's just what they make. It was good stuff. I'm drinking at age of 16, so I'm, like, out getting beers with all these fucking... And some of them even drink beer, drink early just because they can get away with it because nobody, like, they almost never get carded. What they'll get carded for, and I did get carded once, was when I was ordering liquor because you have to be 18 to to get to drink liquor or wine. and um, Like wine? Yeah, just because huh. it's a higher alcoholic content. And um, so I did get car- I got carded at their, like, local... The local pub in their town, just because. Oh, I guess they are pubs there, aren't they? Yeah, and um, basically because my host kid was like, "I'll pay for it, but if you should order, you should order it because to confuse the bartender." Yeah, he's like, "You should order it because if there's any problems, like, like he's not gonna care. Like, since you're older, well, since you're old enough to order liquor, he's not gonna care if if I drink it. Like, but you, but just just to be sure, like, you should order it." I was like, "Okay, like if you know what you're doing." So yeah, so when I did order liquor the the bartender was you know he seemed kind of like like what like what the what are these kids trying to pull on me so so he you know so he carded me just be like oh okay but <laughs> texas what is that <laughs> so yeah so that was kind of interesting but like so what did you order like, there was it was this stuff because oh, the, okay, that's the only thing you knew the name of there's different flavors of this liquor and so the kid maybe tried a couple different kinds uh, and they also had at that pub they stocked that spanish liquor that i made you oh, try yeah, here yeah. so i was but, like man and, i was if like if you recall listeners he described it as the, the <laughs> uh, mother's milk from the nips of a she-devil <laughs> yeah so I was like, man, like I can't even find this in American bars. It's like that's surprising. Like I want to get some of that. And he's like, sure. <laughs> so yeah, so that was cool. 
him but what yeah, they think of it. He tried some. He thought it was good, but he thought he thought it was weird, but he thought it was good. <laughs> it's definitely weird. Because they served it. Because they served it with milk. Oh yeah. So I was like, man, that's cool that they like they know this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a bartender that knows what he's doing. Preposterous. So anyway, but you know, I was like, well, Spain, like, like it's a Spanish liquor, and Spain is just two countries over. So maybe maybe that's why. But it's like it's like ordering a Corona. Yeah, exactly. But um, anyway, so. But yeah, but the weird thing is that I mean, drinking age for a beer is sixteen, but some kids still drink younger than that because they can get away with it. Because like, well, some kids drink younger how, than twenty one here. How do you? Yeah, exactly. But still, it's like, how are you going to card a bunch of teenagers? Because they all look like teenagers. You could be twelve or eighteen. Like who's like the eight? You know what I mean? Like during that time, like during high school age, the how old someone looks can vary so much. So it's like it would make trying to guess like, do you look 16 yet? Like that would be really hard to figure out. Does someone look 16 yet? Because they could be they could be 18 or they could be 12. So anyway, so a lot of so I'm sitting there like, you know, I hung out with my host kid and his friends and we got drunk at a bar. Then we went to one of his friend's house and drank more and, you know, we're leaving. I'm like, man, like, I don't know. It's like, so are all those kids like 16? He's like, well, most of them were. I was like, what do you mean? So I was like, well, some of them might have been younger. And I was like, so I just potentially drank, like, got drunk with a bunch of 15-year-old girls. <laughs> yeah, high five. <laughs> And he's like, well, a couple of them were 15. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, so, as they say there about soccer, if there's grass on the field, <laughs> drink. So, so, yeah, so that was just kind of, that was like the thing that I was like, this just feels like nothing's bad about this, but it still feels wrong. <laughs> like hanging around with a bunch of 15 and 6-year-old kids to get drunk, you know, I don't know. Because I guess you could say, if you don't have to worry about drunk driving because it's so hard to get a driver's license, then I guess... Yeah. That's reasonable to have the lower drinking age. So that was that I, was interesting. I almost wonder if that's the main reason for like the drinking age we have here is because like well since motor vehicles and heavy machinery is such See, that's, such a prominent that's what thing. I was thinking about. I was like like I wonder if we had a lot stricter regulations on things like vehicles and weaponry that I wonder if you could if it would be easier to make the case for lowering the drinking age. It's yeah, it's a very valid point. Yeah, I wonder if that is the reason for a lot of it. Is like hey, you know, you could so so because like it's since you can't get guns there, were there a lot of people like walking around with swords and stuff and like, and, like <laughs> maces and cat of nine tails and things I like that? I have no idea. From from what I from what I understand, it, like it, it's extremely difficult to do to be able to get firearms and whatnot there. But like once you once you have that licensing, like it's just this like gun stores are the same. It's the same. It's the same right culture. Yeah. Anyway. Well, like the like the villages. A lot of what they have every year is something called a like a Schusten Fest or whatever, which is like a shooting competition. And so it's like this festival for like a week where all the men in the village get together and they just get drunk off their asses and go out shooting every day. And specifically, it's like one of the big things for the fest for the festival is like they put this really tiny target in this like tr this in the, some tree or some place that's in an important part of the village. And every night when they're like wasted off their asses, they all have to stay a certain amount of distance away and try to shoot it. And like during the whole week, if someone shoots that one specific target out of that one specific location, then they become like the king of the festival for that year, and they get put in the newspaper and all this shit. So. So yeah, so as far as like sporting and that kind of thing, there is like people are cool with guns there, but I don't, but I don't know about like I think there would be at least most of them. I think it would be an odd thing for them to think of someone just like packing heat to walk down the street, you know? Like the concept <laughs> of like a concealed carry license is nuts to them. 
I, I well, I don't really know. I would. I mean, I, presumably this didn't come up too much other than like tee hee I would just, I would just imagine it would be from what I saw from the culture, but but I don't know. Huh. I think I frankly I think that the concept of using a gun for self defense would be strange to them because I don't think just headbutt them instead. I think they think of from. Just from my limited experience, the people that I was talking to, like the family that I was staying with, they thought of guns as like, like, oh yeah, like we use rifles for sport. Like that's what they do. And that's what they thought of as, as like, like the way a we think of a thing. sword. It's like, oh, it's for fencing. Yeah, kind of. Kind of like that kind of style thing. Yeah. It's the little things, isn't it? It's different. <laughs> we got the same shit you got over here. It's just the little things. <laughs> like you can walk into a, you can walk into a McDonald's and Amsterdam and get a glass of beer. <laughs> I'm talking about a little old paper cup. Neither. I'm talking about a glass. glass. Um, you know, it's legal, but it's not like 100% legal. What I've heard now is that some of, a lot of those bars are, a lot of the coffee shops, and they, that's what they call it, and they'll, they'll say coffee shop on the window, but have like a picture of a weed leaf, you know, marijuana weed. <laughs> you know, it's like the Corova milk bar where you can get milk plus. What the German um, people in charge of the, of the exchange were telling us is that a lot of places in Amsterdam, the weed is actually free. Like, it's subsidized. So you can go into, like, if you're, if you're an Amsterdam, Amsterdam citizen, you can go in a coffee shop and get weed for free. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so, so in other words, they don't got free water, but they got free weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh. But it's the same thing that a lot so, of... So, like, they'd be, like, so confused when they came over here, like, what, you don't have free weed? Like, like what, you don't have free water? But it's the same, but that's in the open. And then in a lot of bigger towns, even in Germany, in Germany and a lot of bigger towns... In area, in low income areas, they'll take, you know, hospitals will sometimes send a crew out to distribute like heroin and, and, uh, crack because, because they consider, they consider drug addicts to be more of a, I don't know. It's more like we think of an alcoholic. Yeah. Or even more of like, because I don't, you know, like I get, again, like they said, like they take, they have way more financial help for poor people than we do here. So what we would think of as like just a poor or a homeless person, someone that you might send a soup kitchen, mobile soup kitchen out to, that's kind of what they think of as their drug addicts. It's like, well, they have a problem and <laughs> they need some drugs and they're not going to, they're not going to deal with it and they're not going to change unless they want to change. They're not going to go to rehab unless they want to go to rehab. So we're just going to give them a safe and and disease free way to get their drugs so it's kind of like the concept of methadone here they actually have real meth yeah so they they distribute those kinds of things to people because they figure like well we, we can give them what they need because for their problems so they're they're not out trying to steal to get money for it and they're not reusing needles and spreading disease amongst themselves for doing it and so huh. it's it's a really interesting thing and so i think that's why there's in some places free marijuana in uh, amsterdam because they're just like you know people if people are going to use drugs just just give them drugs <laughs> just do it and get huh. over with you know so it's it's an interesting it's an I, interesting I, thing i mean i see the point but i'm torn on that i guess yeah because obviously like the american response would be like well that's just going to create more drug addicts because who would want to work if you like, could like just why go would you want to stop druggie. i mean like, like i wouldn't want to go to rehab because that's what they think they, they don't think of it they, they think of addiction as a disease so which i mean it is but people... but but here we would think let's cure it where there they think let's live with it they just if people if people aren't ready to change they they they're they, they'd rather just give them a safe place to to cope then so it's it's an interesting thing 
I would need to see a meta analysis on this. But the, I mean, but there's nothing like that in like the like the villages where we were staying. There's no, there's just not enough people. So there's not like a crime or a drug problem or nothing like that in those small places. I mean, the kids, the kids do weed, but because <laughs> they're high school kids, and that's what high school kids do. <laughs> Or whatever they call it there. And the parents were... We had to see the thing. Okay, so it was just random, random shit now. So, like, the kids are super... Are, I would say, in some ways, more respectful of their parents. Like, because, like, it's a more... It was a more traditional home environment. But the parents were more lax of their kids in some ways. They would be like, yeah, you need to do homework and do good things in school and do a good job. But, like, if... Like, some of the kids, they'd be like... Like, if they wanted to spend spend a weekend at their girlfriend's house and just spend the night for a couple of days, like, the parents are cool, are, are cool with it, usually. they Like, they really don't care. And then that's, like, man, that's really w- different than Texas, like, abstinence-only education bullshit and all that kind of thing. Which is definitely wrong, I think. Yeah, yeah me so. too. But I was just like, man, that's so different for them to be like... You know, we want you to be a productive citizen, but, you know, you're human. Go Go do human things and don't feel shameful about it no i thought all europeans felt shameful about sex especially germans Uh, apparently not (laughs) i thought it was like we 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 had sex for hitler and you know for the reich he must have those aryan babies (laughs) i guess the hard decision is you know most babies look aryan what was that face i don't know why that why that bourbon is getting like harder to drink the more i drink it it seems like the opposite thing should be true you're wasted you can't drive a car in germany now it's still good though it's the the knob creep like um uh uh, maple so it tastes like breakfast well american breakfast <laughs> so yeah uh, so yes how do we end this <laughs> well, I, generally cody cody asked if i have any final words i just i was i was really hoping this could happen soon because i've got to work in the morning and i'm starving right now well let's yeah. i was just waiting on you guys i texted you like I, 30 I, minutes ago I sent you a, t- I sent you a <laughs> thing in this like 30 minutes ago. Oh, well, yeah, I was on Skype it makes a noise. And, uh, he was, and honestly, he was going. And frankly, I figure if we can get a two-part episode out of this, we we have a little bit of cushion, so it's kind of trying not to rush him. Yeah, yeah. more cushion for the pushing. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yes? So, Jared, do you have any final final words to leave the people with to, about about your oh, European adventure? I, I went to Germany. I got drunk with teenagers, I saw prostitutes in the window, and I had a beer with Nazis. <laughs> the end. <laughs> uh, truly, only only Icarus got so close to the sun. I know, like, I almost need to pull that out and put it at the beginning of the episode. It's like, if you don't want to listen to three hours of this, here's the summary. Uh, yeah. So, Brewer, do you have any good words to leave the illustrious people well, with? Well, I do, in fact. I feel that, you know, since we've been talking about such an evil race of people, the starters of two world wars, I thought I should leave you some of the, the more kind words that, that have been said from our dear Savior. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the Son of God. God willing, we will prevail in peace and freedom from fear and in the true health through the purity and essence of our natural fluids. Amen. That sounds sexy. <laughs> Need more shenanigans in your day? Find them at bspodcast.us twitter.com slash board shenanigan our iTunes feed or at facebook.com slash board shenanigans
Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed, to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. And always remember, happy ending, five dollars extra.